0: This is a Rio Grande Guardian International News Service report on border security.
1: It's no news to anybody that uh, the Biden administration has seen historic levels of uh, irregular or illegal mass migration across the southern border. And you might ask, what's changed? Well, a number of things have changed. Historically, immigration was poor people coming from Mexico, Central America, that wanted to work in the United States. Today, people are traveling literally from around the world and showing up at the ports of entry and claiming asylum. Or because of the sheer volume of people coming across, the Biden administration is simply releasing them into the interior of the United States uh, without any real consequences. If you listen to the Border Patrol, what they tell you is there's no consequences, which is another way of saying there's no deterrent for people not to come or to come only through regular legal channels. I believe, and I'm sure my colleagues would agree with me, legal immigration has been a blessing to our country, truly has. Illegal immigration is a disaster because the Biden administration is outsourcing immigration to drug cartels, transnational criminal organizations who care nothing about the people. All they care about is the money. And we saw the Brooks County Sheriff was showing us pictures of, of, uh, of bleached bones and remains, human remains of uh, migrants who have been left behind in Brooks County as they tried to circumvent the Falfurius uh, checkpoint. Uh, this is a disaster. It's a humanitarian disaster. It is a public safety disaster. Before I hand it over to Senator Cruz, let me just point out two other things. We focus a lot on the migrants who've come across, and certainly there have been millions, as many maybe as 7 million, including 1.5 million gotaways trying to evade law enforcement. But there's not enough attention to being paid to the 108,000 Americans who lost their lives last year as a result of drugs coming across the border, including 71,000 from fentanyl alone. As you will hear from uh, my colleagues, Fentanyl is the leading cause of death of 18 to 45-year-olds in the United States. The leading cause of death from a drug that is manufactured in essence in Mexico and smuggled across the border into the interior. And then there's the 300,000 children who've been lost by the Biden administration. The New York Times alone has documented that as many as 85,000 phone calls were made to sponsors of these unaccompanied children. Only to go unanswered. Thirty days after they've been placed with a the sponsor, they can't tell you whether they're going to school, whether they're getting the health care that they need, whether they're being abused, neglected, trafficked for sex, forced into in, involuntary labor. They can't tell you, and the truth is, they don't care because if they did care, they would do something about it. So, you know, the Rio Grande Valley is one of my favorite places to come. I'm sure some of the feels the same way. This is a vibrant. of our state. It's unique and there's another reason why I love to have our colleagues come. They've learned a lot about the importance of binational trade between Mexico and the United States and how many jobs that creates here in America and in Mexico as well. And so we have something special here but unfortunately it's being spoiled. Uh, by the Biden administration's reckless policies that do nothing to deter illegal immigration and facilitate, frankly, the the death of 108,000 Americans last year alone and hundreds of thousands of lost children lost to sponsors in the interior of the United States with uh, unknown outcomes. With that, let me turn it over to Senator Cruz.
2: Thank you. It is great to be back in the Rio Grande Valley. South Texas is an extraordinary place. And South Texas is paying the price for the disaster of the open borders under the Biden administration. For the past decade, John Cornyn and I have repeatedly brought our colleagues from the Senate down to South Texas, to the Rio Grande Valley, to see firsthand what's happening. Because you cannot understand what is unfolding, particularly over these last three years, without seeing it with your own eyes. On this trip, we came down with five senators all together. We started the trip by going to the Border Patrol station and joining their midnight muster. And we took the opportunity to stand in front of the men and women of this sector in the Border Patrol and say thank you. Thank you for the heroes that risk their lives every day trying to keep this country safe. And I got to say, for the men and women of the Border Patrol to have their job frustrated and made impossible by the political leadership of this administration, by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Alejandro Mayorkas, is utterly disgraceful. The men and women of the Border Patrol are frustrated. They're deeply frustrated because they risk their lives apprehending people only to see, turn around and see them let go over and over and over again. After that, we went out on midnight patrol with the agents. Some months ago, Corrine Jean-Pierre stood at the White House podium and said people are not just walking across the border, it's simply not happening. Everyone here today knows that was a lie. She was lying on behalf of the President of the United States in the White House with the President's seal in front of her. My response at the time, I said, Corrine, come to the border anytime. come out with me and I guarantee you within an hour we will encounter a group. Well, last night within the hour we encountered a group. It's about 20 people. They had voluntarily turned themselves in as many, many do in the Rio Grande Valley. They were predominantly women and children. And we spent about 45 minutes talking to that group. There was one little girl who's 13 years old. She had no family with her. She was unaccompanied. There was another little girl who was 16 years old. She had no family. There was a little boy who was 15 years old. He had no family. We asked them about the violence they would faced on the travel over. The look in those kids' faces was horrifying. For me, the most disturbing part of the conversation was a little girl in the back of the group who was 10 years old. And she had a man who said he was her father, with his arm draped forcefully around her. And it was obvious to anyone who's ever seen a father and daughter that these two were not related. At one point, when we asked about her mother, we saw her look to the man who was claiming to be her dad, wondering what's the answer supposed to be. During the Trump administration, they were regularly DNA testing kids who were with adult men. And upwards of 30% of them were not related to the adult men. One of the first things Joe Biden did was end the DNA testing. Because apparently Democrats don't care if that 10 year old girl is related to the adult man that the cartel handed her over to. There was also a couple that we met from Moldova. A husband and wife and a little two or three year old girl. The little girl was precious. But what these people had been through, the abuse that they had endured at the hands of human traffickers. You could see the pain on their faces. We asked the unaccompanied minors, where are you co- Where are you going to stay? And one after the other they said I'm going to stay with my fiel, my uncle. Apparently there are a lot of fiels in America. And yet the 13-year-old told told us her tío didn't know she was coming. And i got to say, it was horrifying as we left them, knowing there's a very good chance those teenage girls are being taken off to be sex trafficked, to be trapped in forced prostitution, as is happening to thousands and thousands of teenage girls. When we were on the border, we also saw a colored wristband. Some of you may remember I asked Alejandro Mayorkas about those colored wristbands and he told us he had no idea what they are, which was truly stunning because almost every illegal immigrant wears one and they're color-coded for how many thousands of dollars they owe the cartels. You can find them littering the grass by the Rio Grande River and yet the man allegedly in charge of securing the border hasn't bothered to talk to the border patrol agents, hasn't bothered to go to the border and see the children being abused because of these open borders. This is a humanitarian crisis. South Texas sees the thousands of children abused, sees the thousands of women sexually abused, sees the dead bodies. We saw pictures, picture after picture after picture. 853 people died last year, crossing illegally into this country. And with the war that is unfolding in Israel, the risk of terrorism in the United States, I believe, today is greater than it has been at any point since 9-11. Border Patrol has sent written guidance to Border Patrol agents be on guard for Hamas and Hezbollah, seeking to enter the country and carry out the same atrocities they're carried out in Israel. I have a simple message for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and every Democrat senator. Come to the border come to the Rio Grande Valley, come out on midnight patrol and look in the eyes of the little children who are suffering from these inhumane policies. This is horrific. This is wrong. And the people of South Texas know this is an utter disaster.
3: I want to thank... Uh, Senator Cornyn and Senator Cruz and their respective offices and staffs for organizing this event and hosting us. I also thank the Border Patrol, uh, the CBP, local law enforcement, local mayors, and local interested citizens who have educated and informed us on this trip. With exactly one exception, the United States Constitution does not regulate individual behavior. It regulates the conduct of government. It distributes power within the government. It restrains and restricts uh, the activities of government in the United States. But there is one exception. It is found in the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, which prohibits slavery and voluntary servitude and in indentured servitude. Until last night, I believed that these things, for the most part, have been relegated to the history books in the United States of America since the adoption of the... 13th Amendment. Last night I heard the term indentured servitude used as something describing a going concern in in the United States of America, describing those who have been brought on this first journey from other places in Central and South America, where people are paying thousands and thousands of dollars per head, money that in many cases they don't have, at least not up front, then they're required to repay it along the journey and after they arrive some of them for months or perhaps years after they arrive. This, of course, is unlawful. It's even unconstitutional. And yet it's happening. It's happening because the Biden administration refuses to enforce laws on the books. Make no mistake. There is no new law that would have to be passed to bring this under control. Existing authorities, existing statutes allow the administration to enforce the border, to reinstate the return the Remain in Mexico program, but this administration refuses to do so. And by so doing, it further electrifies and empowers the electromagnet, as it were, bringing people into this country unlawfully. Not only is this enriching multinational drug cartels to the tune of many billions and billions of dollars a year, not only is this destabilizing the rule of law in America, but it is subjecting an entire class of individuals now entering our borders, millions of them, something like eight million of them that have come in just in the last three years alone to humanitarian conditions that are abhorrent. A substantial majority of the women and girls brought up through this process are sexually assaulted along the way, and many of them are forced into the sex trade and sometimes remain in the sex trade for a substantial period of time even after they arrive in order to pay off those debts. This is slavery. is involuntary servitude this is indentured servitude and we can't let it happen this administration has much to answer look there's no better time than right now to reverse course they can do it and they should and they must so i have a message for those in other parts of the world particularly those in the western hemisphere who are thinking about making this dangerous journey sending family members on this dangerous journey don't do it don't come don't send your daughters don't send your wives your sisters on this journey because it's too perilous for them don't do it if you love them do not allow them to do it por favor no manden a sus esposas hermanas e hijas por esta jornada horífica para ser abusadas sexualmente por los coyotes Coyotas, los coyotes y los carteles. Escuchamos cuánto, eh, cuento tras cuento de traficantes secuestrando a las mujeres y niños aún mucho tiempo después de cruzar la frontera. En el 2019, el New York Times documentó decenas de encuentros de eh, estas mujeres. Este es solo de uno de estos cuentos, de una madre de tres hijos de Guatemala. Ella dice, Por muchas semanas los hombres que ella pagó para traerle segura a los Estados Unidos le drogaron con pastillas y cocaína. No le permitieron salir ni para bañarse. Ella dijo, Creo que este, desde que me pusieron en este cuarto, me mataron. Nos violaron tantas veces que dejaron de vernos como seres humanos. Estas mujeres y niñas, sí, sí son seres humanas. Debemos de respetarlas. Tenemos que protegerlas. Es algo. Que no podemos aceptar. No, no aquí, en este país. No hoy, nunca.
0: Well, again, I want to add my thanks to Senator Cornyn and Sarah Cruz for hosting us to this visit on the southern border and also the uh, men and women of the Customers and Border Protection for not only hosting us, but for their heroic work to stem this overwhelming time of people that is coming into our country. Last month, a record over 260,000 contacts by Customs and Border Patrol. It was mentioned in this Biden administration, 8 million. To put that in context, that's more than the previous two administrations combined. That's how many people are coming here. We've also seen, again, another record year of people on the terrorist watch list, over 170 coming to this country. Last year was 98. Put that in perspective. A few years ago, that was single digits. And why is this happening? Because of Joe Biden's open border policy. This humanitarian and security crisis falls squarely on Joe Biden. It is his policies that is sending a message for all these people coming here to undertake this very dangerous journey. We heard about over 800 people dying in the last year. Over 2,300 since Joe Biden has taken office. That's what Customers and Border Patrol tells us is going on down here. Senator Cori I mentioned the leading cause of death among young people in our country, ages 18 to 45, is drug overdose, fentanyl. It's coming from here. And last night, you heard the stories from Senator Cruz very real human stories that we saw with our own eyes, right across the border, right across this river. We saw the people who had just come here and heard their stories. They are suffering to get here and they will continue to suffer as the cartels continue to traffic them. As my colleague said, this is a modern form of slavery and it is allowed to go on because of Joe Biden it is that simple when we talk to the customs and border patrol folks you know what they say the first thing they say is change the policy change the policy so we don't send that message so so many people aren't coming here they're spending more time processing people than actually guarding the border this must end this must end and it will only end when this administration takes responsibility when joe biden takes responsibility for the human suffering he is causing right here in our own country and change these policies so that we don't have this crisis. Thank you very much. With that, I'll turn it back over to Sarah Cornyn.